Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm not, I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead. Mr. President, on Afghanistan... I'm not going to answer Afghanistan now. Can you say if there's still an okay. accused risk? Okay, so there is President Biden there at FEMA headquarters. Secondly, a number of... Well, he's too old to be doing this. Well, hey, guess what? Screw you, okay? It's uh, got to keep up. Keep up, okay? There was the July 4th deadline in the hope of declaring independence from the pandemic. There's this 9-11 deadline where now the Taliban essentially is going to be back in control of Afghanistan on the 20th anniversary. Has there been any conversation about perhaps not using dates on a calendar to set White House policy anymore? Ed, I got to tell you, right now, what we're thinking about is how do we protect our forces at the Kabul airport against imminent threats from ISIS-K? For the administration to say that what they're working on now is protecting against imminent threats uh, at the Kabul airport from ISIS-K without ever admitting that they did anything to cause imminent threats at Kabul airport from ISIS-K with trying to gaslight Americans to say that this is all to be expected, everything was to be expected, the ISIS-K thing... This and that, you know, the Taliban I mean, the won quicker than they had thought, but they always planned for this and they planned for that. And, and then to t- tell Americans last week that you, there's going to be an attack, there's nothing we can do. There's an attack, and suddenly uh, in the news uh, we found one of the planners and we killed one of the planners. Didn't happen. And then uh, for then, the, the, then they, they said, yes, we killed one of the attackers. We're absolutely, we're on top of this thing. It was an over-the-horizon attack that we used to kill him. And there's no collateral damage, etc. There's no reason to believe any of this stuff. In fact, you'd be a fool to believe anything, any anything that there's any veracity to anybody saying. Which means we're in a particularly dangerous area here. Earlier today, the Taliban actually put out a release saying there was another attack that was going to happen. The Americans uh, blew up the guy and killed him and then thwarted the attack, which is even more blatantly, I mean, pathetically 
obviously blatantly a, a just a ruse to try to build a new narrative that the administration's on top of it and is really good at doing this and that whatever that the, the coordination with the talent this is all wag the dog stuff we've all seen it before there's nothing to it this administration is um is rudderless when it comes to afghanistan they don't know what they're doing they know that they're trying to get on the planes quickly they're saying that they gave americans enough time they said they will get all americans they won't get all americans blinken said today on with chuck todd that that at one point he said that if we don't get all americans we'll be back for you in one way we have ways to do it chuck todd said what are those ways and Blinken said we can't tell you those so what we have here is an absurd, really suicide mission. Um, an absurd suicide mission that was really was all done out of um, to make a uh, to make a press splash with the withdrawal. It's completely gone sideways. And the, the the dangerous thing now is that you've got guys like Blinken and Jacob Sullivan, both who obviously should be fired, um, who who are now trying to CYA and. They're capable of doing anything at this point. Anything. They have to try to craft a narrative. They're hoping that things will fall into place, things that haven't happened yet, to then so they can retroactively justify dropping the ball horrifically. The, if, the, yesterday, a warning went out to Americans saying, if you're at the airfield or waiting in line next to it, get back to your houses or huts or whatever you live in and, uh, and hide there because there's going to be more attacks and there's nothing we can do. That's a, remarkable. There's, this is not the American template of what you do. First of all, when you've got 5,000 troops right there at the, air, at the airfield, is we've left no cover. We have an enemy who it now occupies the territory. We've got totally vulnerable Americans and uh, other folks who we were supposed to be helping locked down in the cities. They're not being let into the airport. Uh, they're being harassed and beaten. We're, we expect that there's going to be a suicide attack, and we're just hoping that you know, you know, that, that this one, if it's a truck bomb, doesn't blow up too many Americans. But we've had, we factored in for it right now, and we know something's happening. We can do something, but we're not going to because the risk politically. We don't we don't want to cause a problem politically. The same way with Benghazi. This is Benghazi times a thousand. Really, was what you have here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's especially bad that we're turning people away. There have been multiple reports that we're turning people away at the airport once they get through the Taliban checkpoints, because then we're sending them back to the Taliban, who now mm-hmm. has their names because we gave the Taliban a list of people to let through. Which is, I mean, that in itself should be impeachable right there. That for some reason we're you know, giving the Taliban a hit list of people who've worked with us that they can now hold over our heads and, and you know, threaten this group of people that we've told them to let through and then we've sent them back into the Taliban-controlled city for some reason. Yeah, this is a total, this is a total mess. And I've never seen anything like this where we've now been strong-armed because of political concerns. We've now been strong-armed by an enemy uh, who is now working in, in, as cohorts with another enemy and who is under attack from another enemy, all of whom are hostile to the United States. I mean, our people are there. This well, is- and I don't... It's incredible to me what's, like, just nuts to me in my life is that we've been at war with the Taliban for 20 years. And over a period of a few weeks, we went from the Taliban being this enemy that we've been at war with for two decades to now we're allied with the Taliban and drone striking their enemies mm-hmm. like it's 
we gave them a country. We gave them all these weapons. We're letting them be in charge. There's reports that we were telling uh, President Ghani to, you know, to step down and negotiate a peace with the Taliban that weekend when it seemed like Kabul was going to fall to keep the Taliban outside the city to have Ghani step down so that, you know, we'd be able to get people out while the Taliban took over. And that's why he dd'd out of dodge because he didn't obviously want to make himself vulnerable to the Taliban and that, you know, I, I just, it, it seems incredible to me that this could happen unless this was an intentional strategy by the Biden administration, that they knew it, the country was going to fall to the Taliban. They decided this would be the most bloodless way to do it. And they let them take over this country because we just, I mean, my head is spinning because we went so fast from the Taliban is the enemy to like, great, the Taliban's now our friends. Let's put them on the Human Rights Council and give them a bunch of weapons. And now they run this country. They're doing security for us. Oh, they're enemies with this group ISIS-K. We're just going to drone strike who they tell us is in ISIS-K now. Like, like we've all heard of ISIS-K before this week, which didn't, ha- which was right. not true. It, so it's like, I feel like I'm in some weird Orwellian, like, we've always been at war with East Asia. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, our kids are going to grow up thinking we're the Taliban is our allies. Well, no, they won't. Not after what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. But, 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 the thing is, is that okay? So let's say it was. And by the way, hello to the people on Patreon. Are they watching? Are we on? Yep, yep. There's people watching on Patreon. Hello. Hi, everybody. Uh, nice to see you. Nice to see everybody. I know, we're not going to believe. We're not going to dwell on everything negative that's happening today. We're just going to check in with you so we can all make sure that we're not all going insane. So yes, we've all seen the same thing. And so, Alice, if what you say is true, then what we've seen is a politically driven endeavor here that is both a political disaster and bloodier now you can see that it would happen in times and in in very dark times of the united states that we would get in on a politically driven uh, um endeavors that unfortunately are bloodier but are ultimately effective You know, it's Mm -hmm. one of those things that you have to make trade-offs sometimes, and it's dark, and it's whatever. But this is both politically driven, bloodier, and more incompetent and ill-conceived and ill-executed than we could ever imagine. This doesn't. This isn't a normal thing ever, where where the you know the bank robbers have a thousand hostages and are just killing some, and nobody outside is saying, "All right, we're going to put you in charge of the bank, the bank robbers." Yeah, but let's make a deal now. And the robbers have all the guns, and they're saying, "Yeah, um, okay, we'll make a deal, sure." <laughs> Meanwhile, Blinken, of course, has said, "On when I saw him and Chuck, first of all, he keeps saying I'm very emotional." Why what, is he I, saying that? It doesn't do anything. I mean, like I know that Biden got elected being Mister Empathy President. That but is like, over. But this is a bad look, and it's a bad look for them to be emotional. Like other people, like the parents of the fallen Marines. And everybody is, they're allowed to be emotional. If you're running the show and you got the Marines killed, we don't want to see you be emotional. You right. need to get your act together. The, I mean, I, and the, the parents of these um, service members who died last week have been all over the media trashing Biden and at in company about all of this and with good reason. And I don't think I've ever in my life seen this kind of just pure rage at the commander-in-chief over fallen 
soldiers. I mean, maybe with Bush, I mean, people obviously like tried to blame mm-hmm. Bush for like the caskets coming home and everything. But but, but it was at times it, 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 on bedside of military people uh, where people lashed out at him. He might have been slapped by a mother of somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you could understand you lose a son and you say why? What's the cost? What is, what is even Iraq? Why did my son die in a place called Fallujah? Why did, I, I understand mm-hmm. that. This wasn't a hot war that was happening in Afghanistan at the moment. It wasn't pitch battle time. Right. This was a hobby of this of this administration to try to pull something up, to try to pull off a PR win, oddly right. enough. For the anniversary of right. 9-11, to make peace. you know. And, and so we had our guy, we had no local troops there anymore. We had our guys just sitting there, sitting ducks in a huge crowd, our Marines, so somebody could just pull a mm-hmm. cord in a suicide vest and bang, there you go. There's, sorry, there's no protection. There's no protection. The only protection that can be offered is I hope all the shrapnel and all the nails and screws and stuff in the in the vest, you know, goes through plenty of more people before it hits you mm-hmm. and stops. Maybe that's your best bet. It's such a disrespect, disrespectful thing for, and 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 just it is so cruel what they did. They fed these soldiers. To those, right. to these terrorists, and we're feeding more, saying there's no more attacks coming, more attacks coming, and then mm-hmm. the charade about, oh, we stopped an attack here, we killed a guy there, we did, we just cut the crap, stop it, right? It's yeah. old, it's useless, and it, it, Blinken, we got a problem here in this country right now. We, I have never seen such utter and total across the board incompetence, and Blinken with Chuck Todd. At t- this is one of those times I was trying to take a nap this afternoon where I couldn't because I was thinking, Blinken has no way out of this stuff. I want to ask about this idea that we're, you're, some of these lists of people that you're trying to get out of the country, you've had to give to the Taliban. And I know you, you've, you guys have some uh, that you think some of this has been a bit overreported or exaggerated. But given the Haqqani Network's ties to the Taliban, um, how can you be sure any list you share of Afghans who helped Americans won't be used for horrendous reasons by the Haqqani Network or others. Chuck, it's simply not the case. Uh, The idea that we've done anything uh, to put uh, at further risk those that we're trying to help leave the country is simply wrong. Uh, The idea that we've done anything to put at further risk those that are trying to leave the country is simply wrong. Do you understand that? Uh, And the idea that we shared lists of, uh, of, uh, of Americans or others uh, with the Taliban is simply wrong. What was shared? And in specific, yeah. So in specific instances, when you're trying to get a bus or a group of people through, uh, and you need to show a manifest to do that, because it, particularly in cases where people don't have uh, the necessary credentials on them or documents on them, uh, then uh, you will, you, you'll share names of the list on people of the bus so they can be assured that those are people that we're, uh, we're looking to bring in. And by definition, that's exactly what's happened. We've gotten uh, 5,500 American citizens uh, out of Afghanistan. Uh, and uh, to the extent that in, in an individual case yeah. with, a, with a particular group or a bus, uh, to verify that the people on the bus or in that group were people who uh, were supposed to come out, uh, American citizens, uh, especially, again, if they lacked the, uh, uh, the, the right document with them, uh, that's what we would do. But the idea that we put anyone in any further jeopardy is simply wrong. He's saying he they made lists and distributed lists, but the idea that mm-hmm. we made lists is wrong. And there have been people that have been on lists that the Taliban have let through that we've then turned away. 
and turned back from the airport to go back out into the city of Kabul and now that they're on a list. So what? that's the problem. This and that's why like top that's military a problem. It's not the problem. That's I mean that but that's why this list thing was leaked to the media because people you know, high up in, in our national security apparatus were so concerned about it that they leaked it because they were saying, like, what are we doing here? This is so dangerous for these people that are on these lists. What, what has been promised to the Taliban uh, for this cooperation? Is it money? Good question. Uh, is, it, is, it, is it money that we have frozen right now that they perhaps might be able to mm-hmm. use for governing? Nothing has been promised to the Taliban. Uh, to the contrary, uh, we have made very clear, and not just us, country upon country around the world have made clear that there are very significant expectations of the Taliban going forward if uh, they're going to uh, have any kind of relationship with the the rest of the world. Uh, What has been promised to the Taliban, Alice? Um, A country? A bunch of weapons? Probably money? I, I would say that's correct. Entrance into the United Nations. I mean, well, all also sorts of certainly things. all sorts of weapons. Obviously, obviously, they're given the, the entire sway. This is the thing that this is not a shakedown happening right now. The Taliban is just being a willing partner in all this. Oh man, this is. This well, is, that's why it seems like how can this have been unintentional? Like either they're really, really, really dumb. Which I guess, I mean, like, it's possible that everybody's just this dumb in our government. But it seems like, I mean, it seems like this was at at the very least, like, just allowed to kind of happen. I don't know if it was allowed to kind of happen. I I don't know. I mean, I see, I saw that what you saw about the last moment when they said, okay, uh, we're going to make a deal with the Taliban as uh, Ghani's getting out of there. But... Uh, and that's what you're saying. There's a part. piece in Washington Post that says, American officials may have been urging Ghani to show greater urgency, but their own actions suggested no immediate cause for alarm, with, with officials surrendering to the customary rhythms of Washington in August. On the Friday before afternoon before Kabul fell, the White House was starting to empty out as many of the senior staff prepared to take their first vacations of Biden's young presidency. Early in the day, Biden had arrived at Camp David, and Secretary of State Blinken was already in the Hamptons. Good timing, guys. Well done. Perfect. Give the country the Taliban and then head out for the weekend. Not like, I mean, talk about 3 a.m. phone calls and stuff. Like, there's just nobody there. They just all leave Washington. Like, see ya. And before, in before, like, everybody's like, well, they can take calls anywhere. Like, I know they can take calls at Camp David and everything else. But it's just, like, the just total lack of urgency about this thing that put tens of thousands of people into into harm's way, immediate harm's way right now. Like, you have a crisis going on. This isn't the time to head out to the Hamptons. I don't get it. Right, well... You're not like a... You know, a store manager who has to go in on the weekend. It's like... hold on now, though. You would... If everything went right and smoothly... And it was wonderful. Wouldn't you go to the Hamptons? Well, I mean, what if the Taliban doesn't if take went, over? If everything was perfect and there wasn't a crisis, could you go to the Hamptons? I mean, yeah. If every if there's everything is perfect and there's no crisis, can you go to Camp David? Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay, I see. Because everything was perfect and there was no right. crisis. And we always ex- 
George, we always expected this. Oh, come on, George. Nobody's. I mean, it happened died. a little Not faster good. than we expected. Right. I mean, they, they couldn't even defend themselves. I mean, they had 300,000 people. George, I don't even know why you called us in here. We were at the Hamptons. Absolutely. That's this. That's the move here. That's the gaslighting move. Is that everything was absolutely. I don't understand what you're on about with this stuff here. In, in it's what actually happened, of course, was the biggest foreign policy f up that, of course, that we've ever had in this country. This ever, and, and it's the biggest one because it's not a short campaign because it's still happening, mm-hmm. and nobody knows, and nobody's saying what to do. What the what should have happened was this. What should have happened was as. Uh, the Taliban gets Kandahar and starts making their way towards Kabul and are, are on the outskirts of the city. Um, uh, Americans uh, use the over-horizon attacks that are so readily available to us mm-hmm. and should have undergirded the troops and uh, sealed them off and sort of should have slaughtered as many Talibans around the city as possible. And you made absolute hell from the skies, of course, as as could they could have and then reinforced pushed the Taliban back lit them on fire as they as they ran away that's what you do to this murderous bunch of savages that the Taliban are mm-hmm. and that's what you do to protect Americans this is not like you know going freelancing looking for trouble around the world these are our people there this is what you do and remember mm-hmm. remember Biden said he had we, we always knew we could go sideways that's why we had 5,000 people ready well, I mean, what if those the Taliban just started slaughtering all the Americans immediately? What were you prepared to do? Well, well, right. And I mean, and the fact that they've been going like, oh, well, you know, we've been issuing warnings since the spring. We've issued our strongest worded warnings not to even go to Afghanistan. We've been right. telling American citizens to leave the country for months. Meanwhile, they were saying publicly... Right. Everything but, is fine in Afghanistan. And all and that stuff great. is stuff that's said to give the uh, the DCCCCC and Pelosi and her caucus and people on the local level and local press and AP something to feed in there. Mm-hmm. Americans were warned. By the way, they were warned, just so you know. They were warned. They didn't you know? have to be there. Yes, and he, you're you know, by the way, he was kind of- he was very anti-mask. If you can't mm-hmm. you know the guy who died from COVID, he was anti-mask, so just... It's, it's a weird kind of victim blame, blaming, and you're seeing it everywhere. Like, there were these kids from a school district in California, and they're they're not American citizens. They're green card holders, but they were kids that were going to school at an American school in California and were visiting Afghan relatives in Afghanistan over the summer and haven't been able to get out of the country. I mean, like, that's... And people are like, why would you travel to Afghanistan, you know, in the middle of a civil war? Well, it wasn't in the middle of a civil war until Biden screwed it up. Like, it was fine. They just went to go visit their relatives in a country that was stable five minutes ago. And, you know, and so, yeah, it's those kids' fault. They're dumb. Like, I guess that sucks to be them if the Taliban gets them now. I mean, is that the narrative that we're trying to promote? And the whole thing is just so weird. Like, it's weird that we supposedly took out these ISIS-K people or whatever in their vehicle, but they're not telling us who they are. Like, what kind of weird situation is that? I mean, if it were some big-name terrorist, wouldn't they be, like, letting us know who it was that they got? Yeah, but they didn't get anybody. And that's the whole thing. It's obviously PBS. People know. At this point, we're just hoping, and they, this hurricane couldn't come at a better time for them. They're, mm-hmm. ju- we're just hoping that this next disaster, 72 hours, et cetera, the window has closed, uh, that the that the news cycle can move along, and they're hoping yep. it can move along even further. 
But it is it is an unmitigated disaster, and it's 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 it's, it's more than a disaster because it was um, it was wanton negligence. It's even more pernicious than that. Actually, it's it was th- these 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 people made a calculated decision that it was worth it in order to in order to garner the most political advantage it was worth it to sacrifice lives and um treasure um mm-hmm. and and they they made that decision and it, it's disastrous they got caught it immediately collapsed as they tried to do it and they 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 keep doing it at no point was there any reckoning or saying, okay, that, that's it, we're out. Nope, we can't stop. This is, people say Reagan cut and run from Beirut. Right, Reagan cut and run from Beirut after they blew us up. He said, okay, my bad, that was no good, we're out of here. You know, it's not as if he just pretended things were fine. No, we always expected there'd be problems in Beirut, things are fine. I don't you know, what's wrong with it? I don't understand. Actually, it was in really an incredible operation, us yes. uh, uh, cleaning up after the explosion. Yes. That was, we d- it was an incredible job. Nobody's ever uh, dealt with an explosion as well as we dealt with that explosion. It was the totally. best explosion cleanup that's ever happened in the history of the world. Totally. And, and I got to say that I have never been, the people are defending this. This mm-hmm. is not in Democrats who are friends, and this, uh, this is not one of those things where you where you really should run to your side. Or uh, this is this is no good, and there's a reason why Democrats in Congress are saying, uh, "Oh, this is no, this is just isn't good." This is sheer incompetence and uh, needless loss of human lives. Those thirteen Marines should not be dead. This is a total effing mess, and it's because somebody wanted to retain power. And that's what what did this, and it's disgusting. I know the Bush died, that Trump, but this this is awful. This event mm-hmm. and shows so much coordinated uh, disregard for human life, and so much coordinated um, com- incompetency, really. Right. That you should be worried. I'm. Wor- I don't have. Mm-hmm. I have. I've never had as little faith in our government as far as foreign policy in defending the country as I have have right now but it cuts across everything and one of the big narratives you're hearing about the polling is that like oh the fact that biden's numbers are dropping isn't all about this it's because his numbers are dropping on other things like he's actually lost the most points in terms of confidence in his handling of covid because the covid numbers are going back up but actually i think that it's more due to this than is being credited because you know this looks so incompetent that it really makes you question who's at the wheel right now and what's driving their decision making you know if you campaign on you know now the adults are in charge and he really knows what he's doing and he's so empathetic and he's like not like mean stupid trump who's not who's doing xyz right he's really going to do things because he cares and he's been around Washington. He's experienced. He has connections. He knows what to do. He's going to listen to the experts. This is the opposite of all those things. This is him not listening to the military experts. This is him not giving a flying bleep about American lives. This is him not showing up, being on vacation, looking like he doesn't know what's going on, not able to answer questions, checking his watch as you know, when he's in Dover to meet the caskets and it, the whole thing, 
I mean, I I don't even think he's seen the beginning of the hit that his polls are going to continue to take because this is so egregious on every level of just human character, competence, everything. I mean, he looks worse every time he comes out and says something. I, I, I don't and I, I don't see politically how you recover from right. that unless I mean, unless you do like a total shift, you say, I'm sorry, I screwed up. I really messed this up and you take full responsibility and you adopt some totally new policy in a completely different direction that involves like taking responsibility for Americans that are over there and getting them out. Like, right. I, I, I don't see how else. And I mean, even that, I don't know how, how effective that would be, but politically, like I just, I don't see how they dig their way out of this hole that they've dug themselves into now. No. And it's too, it's too insulting to the, to the American people because the, you, you, you don't need much more than a basic understanding of what's been going on in Afghanistan. A basic understanding for the mm-hmm. last 20 years. Uh, or, or just to know a basic fa- a few facts about this. To know that what he did was moronic and what they did was moronic. And for them to gaslight you on this, anybody, any layman knows that this was dumb. And it was horrific the way this has happened. And for them to gaslight you on this... This is not something where they can talk over you and where you'll be confused and say, oh, they must know something. They don't know something. And they keep changing what they're mm-hmm. claiming. So that's why I think too many Americans are like, wow, they think I'm an idiot. You know, this is weird. I, why are they treating me like mm-hmm. this? Well, and in the meantime, like Biden's demeanor is he's just like so mentally deteriorated that it really makes you question his fitness for the job right now. Like, I mean, he passed out while talking to the Israeli prime mm. minister like what's the deal with that is somebody gonna step in and do something here and they're just all being so quiet about it like they're not saying anything but somebody needs to address his mental fitness you know like I know everybody made fun of Trump when he took the stupid test and bragged about how well he did on the test mm-hmm. where he could like draw a clock and whatever it was on the test and knew what year it was but like has somebody asked Biden what year it is does he know that's a great question. Because, I guess uh, he doesn't get a test. Trump, we knew because he bragged about passing right. the test, which was f- to make sure you're not totally, your brain's not totally mush. But, you know, I don't think it's like something to brag about. But we all knew he took it and he passed it. Unlike Biden, where it's like, uh, I don't know that he could pass it right now. And here's another thing. is This goes to about the people defending Biden who shouldn't be defending him in this. And come on, you guys, you got to do better. And. Today he gave the presser about FEMA for Hurricane Ida. Ida, 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 yeah, Ida, and this is at the end of the presser. I'm not. I'm not supposed to take any questions, but go ahead, Mr. President. On Afghanistan, I'm not going to answer Afghanistan now. Can you say if they're still in a okay. risk? What did he think they were going to ask? Right. About? Well, I saw a bunch of people, of course, jump to his defense, saying there's a major Category Four hurricane about to hit the United States. Hello, there's information. A lot of people jumped on and said, you know. I'm actually in the path. I need to know things about this. Sort of what do you need to know from Joe Biden? Right. What does he know about right. Hurricane Ida that you don't know? Right. I mean, it's like... all—it's so ridiculous and so pathetic. When you're at any of these events, of course, uh. the, you know who needs to know something? Americans in Kabul. They need to know something. Yeah, I would say so. The window, if it hasn't closed, is closing within the next 24 hours. You're stuck there. You're now an Afghanistan mm-hmm. uh, slave or uh, whatever it is now. Starting in a few hours, because this administration arbitrarily decided to make a idiotic, historically boneheaded, deadly move. 
You're, the course of your lives, they're all different. You know, once the hurricane goes, you're still in the United States of America. You right. know, once the planes go out of Afghanistan, you're effed. You're theirs now. Right. And the idea that we're not going to... I mean, everything about this is idiotic, but... Like, amongst the most idiotic parts of it is the idea that we did this to end a 20-year war when really we just started a brand new war. Like, this is now... Like, we're not done in Afghanistan now. And there's also been rumors that the Taliban is talking to us that they want us to keep an embassy open there now with a small troop presence at our embassy. That we're now going to just have normal diplomatic relations with the Taliban. Yeah. I'm just, like, so blown away by everything that's happened in the last couple weeks that I feel like I'm, like, I know, like, the black pill thing is overused, but I'm, like, just so, I don't believe anything they say about any of this. No. I don't trust them at all. I don't, I I don't trust their motivations about the whole thing. Like, I, I... I don't know what else to say about it, but I like haven't been so angry at the government and so just disappointed and cynical about them that in a long time, in a long time. Did you also hear that we used this like new type of weapon when we killed those guys in the car? Did you read about this? No. Oh, so it like doesn't explode. It's like blades. And so supposedly it's like really great because it's more targeted because, you know, like it'll kill everybody in that room or in the vehicle, but like nobody outside because it doesn't because it doesn't explode. So I don't know anything about it really, but it just seems weird to me that we're like testing out new weapons to get random people that we're not even going to name that are supposedly part of this terror group ISIS K that nobody heard of before last week. That's big enemies with the Taliban, and meanwhile we're like setting up our Taliban embassy. It just seems like so weird and backwards. I'm. I don't know. It makes me want to go live in a cave, to be honest with you. All right. Uh, Dateline. Dateline? Dateline. What is the dateline? I don't know. I don't know what you're looking at. Hold on. I guess they won't give me the dateline because they're scared to tell us. Okay. Uh, This is uh, by Maggie Fox CNN. Unvaccinated, unmasked teacher infected more than half of their class with COVID-19, CDC says. Let me preface this by saying this. I once again looked just to make sure if I was missing all the proof and studies that showed masks work. This is just mm-hmm. yesterday. And I looked around again just to make sure and I saw these editorials and all these uh, these papers and op-eds written saying new study proves masks work. And so I go, oh, wow. To hit the op-ed, hit the editorial. And... There's no exact study doing it. There's wishy-washy right. words saying in some studies in 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 uh, Brussels they had well, one guinea pig and between them was a it was a mask and another big guinea pig whatever. And also uh, many young people are getting the disease in this country. Over six hundred thousand have died, and in hospitalizations have been through the roof, mm-hmm. and including and, and and small children can also die. From this disease, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of what people say, so you look at the words and you say, "the the um, the." Uh, hold on a second. Do you need the car keys, Jim? Yeah, the orange. Oh, okay. Okay. Do you need the? Do you need anything else? Oh, I don't have the orange one. 
Oh, it's probably in my purse downstairs. Yeah, sure. All right, no problem. Um, if he's taking Sally, who's watching Cyril? I don't know. Do you want to ask? Um, I guess. Hey, Jimmy. What? Are you taking all of them or just one? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Thank you. Um. So, uh, so, so another one of the things that that uh, I'm getting are uh, about the masks. About thing. the masks. Right. So, so all of the wording and the wording says, um, you know, uh, the, this many people have been diagnosed. This many people have died. This many um uh, people under eighteen have gotten the disease. This many people were in intensive mm-hmm. care. Whatever. Children can die from the disease, and it's always. Did co- did contract? Did ha- get it? Uh, have died? Have contracted? Children can die, and it's always huh? How come that gets can? How come it's qualified mm-hmm. like it can die? And always you look at the same thing, and it's four hundred whatever children, uh, ages eighteen and under, who and most of whom are much older. Right, uh, right, and uh, and uh, under under twelve is like thirty seven or something. So always, and I can't I can't get that number undone. Nothing can turn that number over. Or or get it off the the board. The number remains tiny. Right. So I'm looking and saying, where is this? Where is this? And I see uh, uh, intensive care units are all whatever. And I see that okay, intensive care units cases are through the roof. This is the, the, the and I'm looking more and more and seeing the, the stuff with masks and schools. And then looking and they say, wow, okay, they they're claiming mm-hmm. they're claiming, including people we know, that every time we mask, it's been showed compared to other places that it has. Are the cases have been uh, minimal, and I look at that and I say, "Wow, okay, so there's a contention that's probably right." And I look at it and it's absolutely not right. It's right. not right. The, these these the masking. We were all nice and masked up here last winter, and it, we, were, we were it was the COVID mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and all that stuff. We did everything, and everybody was wiped out. You know, and so and or look at, at Australia. They can't leave their houses, and they're putting people in camps, and it's still spreading. Like, right, or, or it's, it's spreading in Hawaii, up. you know? It's, it's yeah. All, and so the, the the idea that this thing... And so, so, but the people are so... I don't know. I think it's on people who love the masks, they just want it to be about masks because that simply makes it tribal and easy. And mm-hmm. they don't have to think about it. And so they can, instead of blaming this on a pandemic, some people can't. That's too big. The idea of a death coming out of nowhere is too scary. You need a symmetry in life and you need everything mm-hmm. to make sense. So... You know, there's a there's a credit and a debit. The, the you know the 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 credit is that there's the disease. The debit is that the bad idiots are doing it. So like I I I, I tweet about this and write about this and, and people on always say Tom. We've been at this for eight months. When are you going to give it? Up? We've been at this for eighteen months. When are you going to give it up? And not even looking like at yeah at what is this right? Is this the um is this a, a a mask, damn it, damn it. No, it's a COVID thing. Well, and mask but it's like, we've been doing it for, yeah. we've been doing it. when are you going to even, as if it's just masks. And this guy just died. Here's where you, here we go. Alice, it's like, just found us before the show. Texas man who worked against COVID measures dies from virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a talk show host too. San Antonio, died, a- like- a- Texas, a man who led efforts in his Texas central community against mask wearing and other preventative measures during the coronavirus pandemic, has died from COVID-19. Okay? Yeah. Caleb Wallace died on Saturday, his wife Jessica said in GoFundMe page where she had been posting updates on condition. He was 30 years old and the father of three. His wife is pregnant with their fourth child. Mm-mm. 
On July 14th, 4th, 2020, Caleb helped organize the Freedom Rally in San Angelo. People at the event carried signs that criticized the wearing of masks, business closures. But, so because this guy didn't like business closures and wearing of masks, mm-hmm. he deserves to die. Well, that's let good, me ask Yeah, him. he's dead. He's got four kids. and one. Yeah, that's awesome that he's dead because he was anti-mask. And this is a disease of masks. And because when you're anti-masks, then you're spreading the disease. Good, he's dead. Yeah. Say all the empathetic, caring lefties. Mm-hmm. Sick Fs. I mean, so, but how does that work? Because there are also people that did wear masks that have no, 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 don't say that. Nobody's that doesn't come. You're saying that you're saying that good pro mask people and huge vaccination proponents, whatever, have died too. No, that, that doesn't happen. So here we go. We come up to the story. I came up to the story today, and I, I'm shocked that this is out there. And I assume that somebody doesn't realize. I think they think they're telling the wrong lesson. Because I'm told we just have to guys who guess got to put the mask in kid for little kids for a little while, and then I mean we want to keep the schools open, right? They say, mm-hmm. which is a th- another just disjointed threat. <laughs> yeah, I mean we want to doesn't concatenate, right? Mm-hmm. We want to. It's a total non sequitur. I mean, guys, you want to keep the schools open, right? So we have to have the mask, but the mask have nothing to do with the schools being open. Yes, we've decided that the masks are the cause to everything. So yes. Even though we know they're not. If you want to say that vaccinations are could be a cause of it, I'm willing to listen. That seems to make sense. Yeah, because vaccines actually are shown to be like somewhat effective. The masks. I, I mean, it's a tough, it's a tough case to make with the masks with the data that's out there. Put it that way. It's a little tricky to. But prove they're more interested in that, Alice. I think half the country is more interested in fighting the mask war than surviving themselves. They'd rather they'd rather fight the war. Mm-hmm. About no, no, we, you have to wear a mask. You have to, you know. It's the only way we want to keep the schools open. Wait a second, COVID didn't shut down the schools. It's some a hole who decided that this would be we blame it on masks to mm-hmm. cajole people into getting vaccinated or whatever it is. Meanwhile, Denmark reopened all their schools in April of 2020 and don't mandate masks for kids under 12. And they just <laughs> lifted all their COVID restrictions. They're done with COVID restrictions now. They have a pretty high vaccination rate, but they're they're done it's over they're right. through mitigating they're like yes some people may still get covid but you can go get a vaccine if you want to and then you know if you get covid we'll treat you but we're done doing the restrictions because this is over now right you know okay, which so is normal which is how normal so, people handle when there's a disease let me read to you why this this article is not going to be up for long unvaccinated unmasked teacher infected more than half of their class with covid19 cdc says mm-hmm. oh my goodness have you read this? Yes. An unvaccinated elementary school teacher who took off their mask oh my God, to read to students ended up infecting more than half of them last May. And they went on to infect other students, family members, and community members, California public officials said. It's a prime example of how easy it is. By the way, here's the CNN news writing. It's a prime <laughs> example of how easy it is to undermine efforts to protect children too young to be vaccinated, U.S. CDC uh, Director Rochelle Walensky said. The teacher came to work even though they had COVID-19 symptoms and then took off their masks to read to the young students, a team at the Public Health reported in CDC's weekly report. Mm-hmm. The teacher assumed the symptoms and indicated allergies, not infection. In a classroom of 22 students, 12 became infected, including 8 out of 10 students in the two front rows. And that's despite Layers of measures intended to prevent the transmissions of virus. 
The school required teachers and students to mask while indoors. Interviews with parents of infected students suggested that students' adherence to masking and distance guidelines was in line with the CDC recommendations and was high in class. However, the teachers reportedly unmasked on occasions and when read aloud to when they read aloud to the class. Throughout this period, all desks were separated by six feet, it added. All classrooms had portable, high-efficiency particulate, particulate air filters, and doors and windows were left open. It wasn't enough to protect the kids. So my question is this. What about the effing precious masks? <laughs> How could this have happened? They had masks on. These are the things, remember? My mask masks, protects you, Right, honey. protects you. Well, aren't... Uh, uh, don't the kids have masks that protect each other? Don't they well, have masks that protect themselves? Is- and by the way, I looked in the CDC, and under the my mask, I wear a mask for you, it's not. The CDC says you wear it for two reasons. One, not to spit out, and two, to protect you when you breathe in. Mm-hmm. So this, I wear it to protect you. I don't understand. So, what, so why are these well, kids yeah, wearing masks? And I also think it's interesting that they're blaming the fact that she took the mask off when she read as though the virus wasn't getting out when she was in there all day. I mean, the bigger problem is that she went into school symptomatic, but the, I mean, she probably was, uh, you know, able to spread it even a couple days before she was symptomatic. So, you know, it, it really well, is. Who it, cares about But else? my point is that, that you're right, that this the masks on the kids didn't protect the kids at all from anything. I, I had a guy on social media say to me, well, looks like about 50% of the masks work. That's great. What? That's no, not it, what that means. And in the front row of the classroom, it did almost nothing because eight out of the 10 kids got it. And maybe the other two had had it before or something. You don't even know. It, right. So it shows you then in the front row, the masks did nothing. Maybe the distance does, but the masks did absolutely zilch. And for them to think, oh, the one thing I'm going to look at of all the factors is it's the mask. This is a masking. This is a story about masks. It's freaking unbelievable. It's unbelievable to to, to take anything from this. Mm-hmm. And then the kids went home and four adults got COVID from the, whatever it was, 12 kids. The 12 kids in the class that got COVID, four adults got COVID from them when they went home. So that seems like... You know, not that many comparatively, if only like a third of the if if the cases decreased that much when they went home and saw adults who probably I think like three out of the four adults that they gave it to at home um, were unvaccinated or something. But it, whatever it is, you know, the point is that the masks on the kids didn't do much. And that's exactly what studies have uh, found, including the CDC study showing that you know, it, mask mandates for kids aren't, you can't statistically show that they're reducing the rate of COVID spread. Now, one thing that's interesting about the like mask mandates for kids policy, um, just sort of like the rhetoric around it and the news reporting around it is that, so we've talked about this before, how they're all like, oh, Ron DeSantis is banning masks. And like, he's not banning masks he's banning mask mandates quote unquote but so it was i saw an interesting exchange on twitter this week where somebody um uh, that i follow on twitter who has moved to tennessee to have like be around better covid policies and not like insane blue state covid policies Mm -hmm. um was saying that you know maybe the more politically expedient way to handle the whole like covid mask mandate in school thing is just to let parents to have mask mandates but let parents do an opt-out Right. And that that's what they do in Tennessee. And 
their family opted their kids out and it's like 50 50 half the kids wear masks and half don't but it's like less politically tense than the Ron they don't want to do that around here no i know but that it's but their point was like oh well this is more politically expedient than the the Ron DeSantis banning mask mandates thing but then Christina Pushaw retweeted it and said, this is what the Ron DeSantis policy is. Right. We haven't banned mask mandates. We've just said that school districts need to provide an opt-out for parents without needing a doctor's note. And this person who's like pretty up on COVID news went, really? That's the policy? Is that you can, prov- all you have to do is just provide an opt-out? Yeah, you wouldn't and you know that from the, the headlines. You the headlines know are that banning from the masks. Headlines. Yeah, he's banning masks or even like he's banning mask mandates doesn't get at the root of the problem. He's not you know, saying schools can't have a mask mandate. They want a mask mandate, but you have to give parents the choice to opt their kids out if they want to. And then in the replies, obviously, to Christina Pushaw, there's a thousand people going, well, then that's not a mandate, is it? But like, it's just so funny that, you know, for the state to say parents should have the choice to opt their kids out of a school policy, like somehow goes beyond the powers of the governor. And, the, you know, now he's, um, you know, he's had a minor setback in court where they've, you know, stayed his order or whatever so that it's not in effect right now. They're going to let the school districts go ahead and it remains to be seen how they ultimately end up ruling on it. But it's just interesting to me, like how much hate there is for Ron DeSantis in particular. And I think that if there wasn't so much focus on him just as a person, Mm -hmm. they probably could have just had this policy and been fine and moved on. It didn't have to be so politically contentious. But I think that the media has like whipped up this frenzy around Ron DeSantis and the masks so much. They just like want people to be dying, you know? Right. They're like rooting for the the pediatric ICUs to be full in Florida. It's really like sick right. and Right. And the, the Florida uh, cases are going down now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, you know, and also, once again, the Delta variant is not as deadly. It's more... It can spread more. Mm-hmm. So and there's it, some indications it might have a higher hospitalization rate, and mm-hmm. it might um, it might have been more deadly had we not had a vaccinated population because, like, it was no extremely doubt. deadly. Well, in it's, India, well, it's not it why it's not more deadly because in viruses, in lieu of being able to be deadly, will the the other iterations of them are mm-hmm. spread more easily to try to find yeah. more, try to find quantity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not clear how deadly it would have been. It obviously, you know, in places like India was still fairly deadly and and got a lot of people. How much of that was their healthcare system being Mm -hmm. overwhelmed? I'm not sure. But it's not... It's not as deadly here as previous waves that we've seen. That's for sure. Um, You know, and and we have the testing now. We have the resources now. We have new therapies now, like the the monoclonal antibody treatments and other stuff. And that's huge as well. The fact that they're being able to Mm -hmm. treat so many people... And still in Massachusetts, still, now we're shutting everything down. You said that, uh, what did you say, that what's shutting down in two weeks? Oh, yeah. Um, my church that I go to right. in Massachusetts, the city that it's in, is starting next week to do an indoor mask mandate for everybody vaccinated, unvaccinated. Mask cases are essentially kind of leveling off, 1,400, 1,300, whatever, seven-day average. Mm-hmm. Um, and the deaths are, talk about correlating with averages, are seven-day average six. Six six five five four 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 two one six zero 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 one. In our so in other words, waves, we, we were got, talking about like two hundred right, people not a day. People, right? We don't have enough people unvaccinated in the state to 
to have the nightmare scenario. It's over. It's over in Connecticut too. Same thing. Right. There aren't enough people unvaccinated. You know, it, so mm-hmm. it's the, you, there's not enough people who are eligible to play this game. But that's fine, Alice. Let's go. Say goodbye to our normal folks, guys. It's mm-hmm. been a, a Sunday night. We'll be back tomorrow too. You know, we we had to hit the Afghanistan thing. I I believe me, I want to not hit it every time. I was just talking to my brother, who's the guy you just heard, um, and and it, it sucks that we have to talk about it all the time. But the the good news is, um, we, it's probably going to wind up wrap up in the next few days. Bad news is, it's going to be horrific and tragic the way it does, as it always already has been. Hmm. Um, it, we'll we'll have our eyes on this on this hurricane too. It looks like a bad hurricane. Uh, what was that in the, in the open? We had Al Roker out there playing. We have video um, of your hit on Meet the Press and what happened to you there. Let's have it. We can see you see you right there. Uh, I like to call that the Roker stance. You know, standing strong up against the wind, but the water is lapping, slapping around. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Roker says, "Suck it up" or whatever. You heard it in the open. Yep. Um, so there's that stuff going on. Um, uh, we'll the, we'll have more of the rest of the world to get to as well. There was three things I was looking at. I was looking at Afghanistan, coronavirus, I guess, hurricane. Not really. I mean, um, I don't know. I have some news about Olivia Rodrigo that we can hit on the other side. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, I can't wait. Alice. wait. My I'm goodness. Sure Maybe I'll excited. pay for Patreon. Um, yeah, but All if right, you're got- streaming on Patreon, stay right there. Um, the stream will continue. Uh, and if you are listening in the normal way, you can find the bonus segment of this episode for Patreon subscribers at uh, patreon.com slash burn barrel. If you want to go sign up for that, that's another option for you. But other than that, we will see you tomorrow. You can find us on Twitter at burn barrel pod. He's at Tom Shattuck. I'm at Alice Shattuck. We're also at facebook.com slash burn barrel podcast and at burnbarrelpodcast.com thanks honey that's great that's great um at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email and uh, we're also on gab parlor rumble youtube all the fun places where you like to listen to podcasts write a review on apple podcast even on a budget Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.